I think we're live. Is that how Skylar normally starts this? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, boys and girls, children of all ages, as well as the adults, uh, because apparently in this country, 18 and over is considered you are an adult <laughs> with voting power, with uh, the ability to pay taxes. Hopefully, you're completing both of those and in legal ways as well. No need help from the Russians. <laughs> In any case, uh, you're listening to Big Red Banter. I understand this is a brand new voice. My name is Christopher Morales, and I'm joined alongside here by uh, some of the two of the regulars. Hello, everybody. Mike Seitz returning for another episode of some banter. (laughs) Hi, Mike. Well, what's up, guys? I'm Jake. Jake Richards here for another episode. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, the only reason being that I'm here is because uh, Skyler's fired, and he's fired for this episode only. Uh, maybe I'll be thinking of rehiring him uh, <laughs> next Thursday morning. But in any case, to my understanding, let's get that intro. All right. Well, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Red Banter. My name is Chris Morales, joined alongside Jake and Mike. Um, Skyler, no, he's not fired. It's more that I think he's actually feeling a little ill. And yeah, then, he said he was feeling under the weather. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Um, you know, what's funny is I had broke the news saying that Big Red Banter, not only is it a show on WVBR you can catch at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Fridays, live, wink, wink, but also <laughs> the fact that uh, you can actually catch the recordings released right afterward on podcast platforms. And so in my caption, I actually wrote in the Instagram story saying, I finally gave Skyler a job. And yet he couldn't even do it alone. And, you know, I give him a job and he's finally not here. What is this, guys? Come on. Doing our best, Chris. Uh, Come on. A lot to, a lot to ask for from us. <laughs> no, it's all right. Skyler's the man. Uh, Skyler, I know he definitely loves uh, having Big Red Banter. And I'm sure he's um, hurting on the inside the fact that he couldn't be here for this episode. But in any case, we are here at the very least in the studio because we do have to deliver uh, all the red hot topics in Cornell, Big Red Sports, as well as everything that's going on in the professional world. So, uh, gentlemen, please, I'm just here as a natural observer. If I have a comment or two, maybe I'll jump in, but really, I'm leaving it up to you guys. So, uh, by the end of this episode, hopefully your your back is hurting from carrying the team. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, gentlemen, please, right away. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing some chirps from Chris. Uh, so, can, taking over a segment that Skylar usually does, we're going to talk about Cornell men's and women's hockey. Uh, hockey. Yeah, let's go. Big Red. All right. First, we'll talk a little bit about women's hockey. So we are still ranked number one. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the past weekend. On Friday uh, against Brown, we shut them out for zip. That was our 10th shutout of the season, which is a pretty impressive shutout record. Uh, so senior Kristen O'Neill scored two goals to lead the Cornell women's ice hockey team. That was pretty impressive. And then on Saturday against Yale, we clinched the ECAC regular season title. With a 5-1 victory over them. Champs. Let's go. Let's hear it. Number one in the ACAC. We're getting ready for the playoffs is what we're ready for. So, uh, cool story about the game. We were down one zip at the end of the first period. And then at the end of the second period, we were up 2-1. And then we came back with a 5-1 victory. So, that was pretty impressive. Uh, We had a pretty cool performance. Star performer, uh... Mika Zandy Hart. Micah. Micah. Zandy Hart. Micah Zandy Hart. See, Thank this you, is why you guys need me on this I do podcast. Need, we always need you, Chris. Thank you so much. Um, with one goal and three assists, so four points in one game. That's very impressive. And that actually won her the title of ECAC Player of the Week, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and I actually want to jump in a little bit. So the reason why I also say Micah is, uh, first of all, it's a, you know how you pronounce the name. But also, she, <laughs> no, I consider her a great friend. Um, I've had the chance to get to know Micah the last couple of years. Oh, um, I don't know if anybody's been tuning into Over the Goal Line, a CUWIH podcast. She actually did an episode uh, a few weeks back, and um, she was able to talk about her, her pregame ritual. 
where she kind of does is, uh, you know, she listens to music or really tries to focus in on the bike room and then she'll lie and she'll do some breathing exercises. And so I texted her the day after that she had this, you know, phenomenal performance. And I said, well, so that uh, Micah Mode exercise just really worked out for you. Um, <laughs> Micah Mode. I like that. No, hashtag Micah Mode. You know, you know what? <laughs> we got to get a I'm, hashtag trending every week. I'm guys. infringing on you guys. I'm already, <laughs> you know, taking over and saying this is the hashtag needs to happen. But I like it. Yeah, no, no, no. So um, it was really awesome to see that performance come out from Micah. And the only other thing that I'll say... Um, is that earlier in the season at the beginning, I would always text Micah and I would say, hey, I'm going to be going to the game. Um, just remember, scrap or riot. As I'm like, I need, I need to see a few fists flying. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to riot. <laughs> me and like, you know, the whole two sodas and the popcorn that I have next to me throughout the entire game. But in any case, um, really phenomenal game by Micah. And uh, I know definitely that she's going to have not only just a great game, but an emotional time this, uh, this weekend. And do you gentlemen want to explain why? Well... This is this weekend coming up for them is senior weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, first on Friday here in Barton, or excuse me, Lina, not Barton. Um, we are going to be playing RPI Rensselaer, and RPI is in the ECAC, and they are zero and twenty five. They are a defeated team. So <laughs> defeated, <laughs> they already lost before they even came to Lina. <laughs> so that'll be a fun game to watch, um, and then Union. We'll be here on Saturday, and that is when the girls will have their senior ceremony after the game. If you're here, please go see that game. That is going to be a really special night for a lot of these athletes, and it's just going to be a fun game to watch. So, and yeah, after that weekend, this past weekend, we are 23-1-3, which again is number one in the nation. Damn, PSAs. Students can get in for free. Just activate the Big Red Sports Pass on your student ID, and you can get in for free for not only just the RPI game, but the Union game as well. So uh, go support. I understand it's also February break. Um, mm-hmm. It's also partly the reason why uh, I know Skyler's going to be dipping in, you know, the reason why we're doing a kind of a early uh, session, I should yeah. say, of this show. <laughs> um, but in any case, yeah, definitely. If you're here for the game, you should definitely go check them out. Uh, transition over to men's hockey. So, yeah, men's hockey. We are still ranked number two in the nation. So last Friday, Valentine's Day, we won 5-2 against Union. Pretty cool performance there. On Saturday... We had a 4-2 victory over RPI in front of a sold-out crowd, which is very impressive here at Lina. So that is Cornell's fourth, or excuse me, fifth straight win, and it clinched a first-round bye for us in the first round of the ECAC playoffs. So that's a cool little fact we got. Uh, star performer Brendan Locke, one goal and two assists with three points during that three-goal first period. A very impressive first period. So that leaves us with a 19-2-4 record. Again, still ranked number two in the nation. All right. Upcoming uh, Friday, we are going to be at Yale. And Saturday, we're going to be at Brown. So we got some Ivy League competitors coming up, wrapping up some ECAC games. And looking forward to seeing our men back here in line of the week after that. I'm looking forward to it, Jake. Even though I'll be home for Fed break, uh, I'd love to see, you know, both teams, the the women's and the, and the men, uh, win some more games at home, yeah, especially exactly. as we get deeper into the playoffs. Exactly. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer for uh, a playoff game here at Lina because we did earn that bye, but still, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. Cool. Men's lacrosse, Mike. Yes, so I have the pleasure uh, of covering men's lacs uh, throughout the season, and let me tell you, last week, season opener... They killed it. They absolutely demolished, demolished Jake and Chris University <laughs> at Albany. I have a friend who goes to Albany. Oh, 
He was crying his eyes out, <laughs> let me tell you. He was actually working the game. Uh, poor guy. It was a goal fest from the Big Red. So let, let me tell you. It's quite the standards to live up to this season. Final score was, was 19-10. Oh, my god! But we had four players. Four players scored three or more goals. Dang. So those players, that quartet of multi-goal scorers, <laughs> John Donville, Cooper Telesco, John Piatelli, and J.J., my, my dear friend, John Lombardi. So Donville had five, Telesco had four, Piatelli had three, and Lombardi had three. A couple of hatties there on the end. Big <laughs> shout-out to them pulling that win against Albany. And also the defense was key early on, only allowing uh, less than five goals. I think it was actually four goals they allowed in the first three quarters of that game. Wow. Very, very impressive defensive stance um, to get that 19-10 win. Well, clearly we got four guys who know how to, know really how know to how score. To shoot yeah. the ball, yeah. And listen, they're getting the ball as well. So I, ha- I, will, I will mention, though, uh, that uh, Jeff Teat, the Tawaritan uh, Award watch list um, player, he, he set up a lot of those goals. For, for those of you who don't know, Teat is nominated for this award. It annually recognizes the – most valuable and most outstanding player in all of lacrosse and oh, wow. in the country. Uh, you know, a small, small little award for it's like, Jeff. It's like um, the Heisman of lacrosse. Pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> Jeff Teed, again, he came away with four assists, I believe, uh, this past weekend for the wow. season opener. But he is someone to look out for. I think he's poised for another phenomenal season, uh, leading the team as a captain. Um, anyway, this coming weekend, we have um, Towson and High Point in – Another uh, set of road games uh, for the Big Red. Mm-hmm. And you know, transitioning a little bit, staying in lax, of course, mm-hmm. to the women. Uh, they, they won against Villanova, 13-11. And Wednesday, they won uh, against Marist College uh, when they played at home. Uh, so winning ways for, for both teams. Really excited to, to see them both getting off to a really nice start. Yeah, yeah. It's, re- it's really awesome. Um, you know, what's funny is, so the entire sport of lacrosse, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, a quick narrative about this. So, you know, I'm from Los Angeles, I'm more from the inner city side of things, and I went to high school in Connecticut, you know, out in the suburbs. And I kept seeing these people uh, with, like, lax stickers on their, on like, their <laughs> bumper cars or, or on the bumpers of their cars, or they would have, like, patches on their backpacks. Or people just in generally, when they were talking about lacrosse, and say lax, just as Mike, you know, began that segment there. Um, being a person from Los Angeles and from the inner city, you know, we, we don't know the sport. <laughs> Listen, Chris, uh, you know, I, I no. empathize with you because you're from LA and you're, I'm from LI and that, this, that, that, one, that one letter, that one letter makes the whole world of a difference. Uh, yes, no, sir. Here's the worst part. Whenever everybody, everybody kept saying lax, I was like, these people don't know how to say LAX international airport. They're <laughs> idiots. And lo and behold, I was the one that was wrong the entire time. <laughs> Um, so every time I see lacrosse, you know, shortened to lax, I, I feel a little bit of trauma from those days <laughs> in high school, and I had to, you know, remember the days that I was completely wrong. Well, how did you did you catch yourself bef- like before you went up to somebody and be like, "Why is everybody talking about the airport?" Like I, yeah, exactly. No, I, I think I naturally just picked it up on my own. There but you go. So um, it could have been worse. Here's the deal, though. It probably was a good, like, a whole year before <laughs> I can finally understand, oh, they're talking about lacrosse. <laughs> uh, but in any case, lax. LAX Airport. <laughs> Should we transition into some uh, track and field? Yeah, definitely. What do we got? So, we'll start with the women's performance. So, 
this past weekend, actually on Valentine's Day, they had the Valentine's Invite, which is at Boston University. Big, big meet, a lot of teams there. It's like a bunch of teams from all over the country go there. So we had five more people qualify for the ECAC meet, which is pretty impressive. Uh, we had, in the 800-meter dash, we had Victoria Casarubias. She ran a 2.12.53. That's a very impressive time. In the 1,000, we had two runners. We had Caitlin Bonnet at a 2.53.45 and Lucy Hurt at a 2.56.08. Both qualified them for the ECAC meet. ECAC, also known as the IC4A meet. Um, in the 3,000-meter dash, we had Ellie Ori. She ran a 9.24.79. So that is actually the fifth best 3,000-meter dash time in Cornell women's track history. Wow. So she is the fifth Woo. fastest Cornell 3,000-meter dash runner ever, which is very impressive. Big congrats to Ellie. And also in 3,000-meter dash, we had Kylie Spearing qualify for the ACAC meet, which is, I mean, four more, five, excuse me, five more athletes qualifying for that big ECAC championship meet in just one, one day is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And... Even then, moving on to uh, the men's performance, they had a really big performance at the Valentine's Invite as well. So they had six more athletes qualify for the ECAC or IC4A meet. Uh, their distance team really, really took the spotlight in this this track meet. In the 3,000 meter, we had Perry McKinnon run an 820-84, and Rashab Prakshaw in, with an 823-27. Two teammates pretty close to each other, pack running mentality, love to see it. In the 5,000-meter dash, 5K, we had Tyler Fisher with a 14.37.86. That is very impressive as someone who ran cross-country in high school. And although it wasn't a 5,000-meter track event, running a 5K, that's – I'm looking at the time like, okay, Tyler knows how to run. I can't wait to see him <laughs> run more in, in the IC4A meet. Okay, 5K over there, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like that, by the way, Mike. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'll try my best with some of these sound bites. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. All the banter. All the banter. <laughs> you can't see it, but he winked, and it was great. <laughs> uh, in the 1,600-meter dash, we had Alex Murkowski. Oh, excuse me. Murkowski. He, ha- he ran a 4.12.53. Again, really, really fast. That qualified him for the IC4A meet. And in the 1,000-meter, we had Jonathan Plass, 2.27.05. So... Six runners in the distance events really, really got a chance to shine at the Valentine's Invite this weekend. And on Sunday, we were actually back in Barton for the what is annually known as the Sunday Sunday Invite. Uh, in long jump, we had Smith Charles qualify for the IC4A. He jumped three point, or se- excuse me, seven point three eight meters or twenty three feet eleven and a half inches, uh, which is really impressive and also doubly interesting for Smith Charles. This is actually his second event he's qualified for that meet for. He's Previously qualified for the 60-meter dash, so congrats to him. He's going to have a wow. busy, busy busy meet at the IC4A championships. Um, and then in the weight throw, we had Ian Frost throw 56 feet, 8 inches, or 17.27 meters, which qualified him for that big meet. And uh, for both teams looking into the future, we have the Mark Denault Invitational here in Barton this Saturday. Got that to look forward to. And then the week after that, on February 29th, we have the Ivy League Championship meet where all the Ivy League schools come together to compete for that title here in Barton Hall. So that's I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, Mike, would you like to transition into a little bit of wrestling? 
Wrestling? Yeah, I'm always up to, to wrestle. Listen, at the 100 and, uh, oh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm 6'8", uh, what is it, 2'8", oh, two, yeah, 280? So then I lost, uh, you know, four, so I'm 6'4", 250 now. Oh, okay. Um, you lost a little uh, bit. Wrestling, yeah, yeah, uh, heavyweight. Um, but anyway, with wrestling, so again, if you remember from last week, they had that dual meet at home, um, first against Binghamton, so we we beat Binghamton, beat our upstate New York rivals. Shouldn't even call them rivals because we are owning <laughs> the Bearcats. Um, notable wins there. Uh, Chaz Tucker and Ben Darmstadt just continuing their winning ways. Two studs for the big red. Mm. Um, but then we had the Tumble and Rumble event on, uh, what was it? Sa- I think it was Sunday. Sunday. Uh, Sunday. By the way, I love the name of that of that invite. Do you, do you understand the, the meaning behind it, though? Tumble and Rumble as in wrestling with each other? As in wrestling. Wrestling with gymnastics, so it was a co-joint uh, sponsored event. Chris, have you heard about this, the Tumble and Rumble? Uh, no, I only know about WWE Monday Night Raw, AEW, all, uh, <laughs> Dynamite, and then uh, you know Friday Night SmackDown. So uh, I know the Royal Rumble. Fair enough. Royal Rumble Tumble is also and pretty good. Talk, talk to us about the duality. Of it's that just a, a dual uh, performance. The, the men wrestle. The gymnastics team uh, performs. also performs uh, their routines. Really neat event. Um, but unfortunately, cool. uh, the festivities were spoiled by number eight in the nation ranked. University of North Carolina. The Tar Heels, uh, they beat us, man. They beat us. But they didn't beat my friend Brendan Furman, who who, who beat them. Who, he, he won his wrestling uh, contest against some guy named Andrew. Uh, not important. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> but, Insignificant. Yeah, who, who, is, who lost. Uh, <laughs> He's going to come in and wrestle you guys down. Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean? Let's see. We're 6'8", 280. All right. yeah. well, I, I, Brent, Brendan actually is a heavyweight, so I would actually be at his weight class at 250, 6'4", 250. <laughs> there you anyway, go. Um, so tough loss there, but the men will continue uh, – you know, hopefully back on the right track uh, this weekend. Um, we're just looking to, you know, recap that performance at Binghamton. Listen, they, they put on a great show for the home crowd. And this weekend, to my knowledge, we will be at Lockhaven University trying to lock down that win. Um, Lockhaven in Pennsylvania. Um, exciting stuff on Saturday tomorrow. Anyway, uh, transitioning from a little bit of wrestling, I just want to talk briefly about basketball. And I really don't want to talk too much about Cornell men's basketball. Listen, <laughs> on a losing streak at three, um, Jimmy Bayheim leading the team in points uh, per game. But in terms of you know NCAA basketball more broadly, we have March Madness slowly approaching. Yeah. Little tournament. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Just yeah, a we little have a private event. We have a little bracket going. I'm going to make <laughs> some money off of Chris, Skyler, and Jake here. Um, you know, but, I'm actually thinking about having like a. We should do a bracket. Little, a bracket we, with, we are going to do a bracket. We're doing a bracket. Another bracket. For me challenge. To lose money. <laughs> yes. There we go. But anyway, I don't know if you guys read this. I was reading the the Wall Street Journal before uh, for for boring purposes. Oh yeah, um, casually just reading Wall Street Journal. But um, I came across a sports story uh, about NCAA basketball, and it was actually a, a little study uh, reported that players actually, and this is in the uh, let me get this right, the the Midwestern Co- Conference, I believe, uh, the Mountain West Conference, and. These players, these basketball players, they, they had these smart basketballs, and they, and they were tracking their stats and whatnot. And it actually turns out that with this Nike ball, mm-hmm. they shot much worse than non-Nike balls. Mm-hmm. And 
Just also, very, when very. When they had like the, the the technologically advanced ball that would help them with their stats and stuff like that, they just performed worse. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I'm. That's what I read. Oh, uh, wow. Interestingly enough, now you can, as an athlete, blame truly anything. You blame the ball. Blame blame <laughs> the refs. Blame blame anything. Blame your shoes because uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, even the ball can make a difference. Um, interesting. So. Very interesting. Well. I'm not going to lie. I kind of believe that. I, yeah, you like know, the sports psychology behind it. Yeah, well, I, mean, I was going to say, like, change the psyche and be like, oh, this this yeah. ball is taking every single measurement of my every single move. Like, you know, sometimes people just go yeah. on the court just to play and they're like, you know what? It's going to block yeah. everything else out. You know, I see the basket. There's my teammate over there. A little bit of give and go and just yeah. try to get into the basket. I don't know. I def- that's actually wild. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious to see. I'm also curious to see what the fans think. You know, definitely, you know, there's some people saying, look, just play the game. So be it. If, you, if you're bad, you're bad. Um, but I certainly, <laughs> you know, like, you know, sometimes I mean, you yeah. got to play a little bit devil's advocate here. I certainly think it, it plays around in the mind a little bit of something. I mean, hey, compare it to soccer. Everybody thought VAR was going to be the best thing in the world. And yeah, it's literally it <laughs> ruining the game. So uh, technology is not always good for you. Yeah. That's shout out to my uh, sports psychology professor, Professor Zatek over here, talking, bringing <laughs> principles from class, talking about sports psychology and, and the the idea of keeping yourself focused. You know, now if you're constantly worried about, oh, the ball's different and this this ball is like tracking me, that that could, if that's in the forefront of your brain and constantly on your mind, as opposed. Here's to Here's your motivating just, motivational just, message yeah. of the episode: just work hard, play hard. There you go. All right. This is why we bring you on, Chris. We turn this <laughs> negative story into a very positive exactly. one. Right That's then so and there. Um, in any case, gentlemen, anything else to wrap up NCAA basketball? No, we can move on to the pros a little bit later. How about that, Chris? You want to take a quick break? Yeah, definitely. So we're going to take a quick break here on Big Red Banter, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Big Red Banter. I'm Christopher, joined alongside Jake and Mike. Gentlemen, uh, we're going to get into the Pro Sports League. What do we got? Yes, yeah, so continuing uh, from NCAA basketball, let's transition to pro basketball. We got the NBA recap from last week, our Valentine's Day episode. Jake, do you remember? Um, we were talking about All-Star Weekend. We talked a little about All-Star Weekend. I remember not knowing much about basketball and pretending <laughs> And that I knew enough to contribute to the conversation, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the lead on this segment, my man. Let me tell you this, and Chris, I don't know if you heard about this either. I did. I heard there was like a huge uh, criminal activity, as in there was a robbery. There was a robbery, <laughs> and there were multiple robberies. There was one in the All Star Game, and there was one in the dunk contest. But we'll we'll get into that. Okay, we'll get into that. So let's let's start with the All Star Game. Um, typically, when you think of a professional league hosting an all-star game, you think, ah, it's not going to be too competitive. I'm going to see my favorite player. I'm going to see LeBron. He's going to dunk it a couple times. But the competition isn't going to be so great. Listen, these are pros. They're not trying to get injured. It's just this game doesn't really count for anything besides sentimental value. Um, But this time out, listen, again, with the tragic death of Kobe Bryant, these players, like Chris said before, they just worked hard and played hard. And they put on a competitive show. This was like a playoff game atmosphere at times. Mm. So in addition to that, though, there was a controversial uh, rule change. Being that, they installed this new rule that you set a target score. And they kind of honored Kobe Bryant with this because they tacked on 24 points to the leading team score at the end of the third quarter. They added on your end score from the third quarter if you're leading – 24 points that, and that's the target score to win the entire game. 
the fourth quarter is untimed. You just have to reach that that mark above twenty, like you know, twenty four points plus your previous total if you were leading. Mm-hmm. That goes for both teams. Have to hit that. So what happened at the end of the game was LeBron had the ball out three point line, dished it inside to Anthony Davis, who got hit. He got sent to the free throw line and won his team the game, an untimed you know untimed fourth quarter with a free throw. How do we feel about that? I mean, listen, <laughs> you, there, there's been some clutch shots. There's been MJ are, moments. You wanted a dunk. You wanted a buzzer beater. What did you want here, Mike? Tell but a me. free throw? Tell them what a you really free throw, feel. guys? It does seem kind of – so let me, get, let me get this straight. It, it was basically the first team to score 24 points in the fourth quarter wins. 24 points from the, the previous total. So I think they had something around um, 132, and it was, say, 156, if I'm okay. doing my ILR math correctly. <laughs> um, and, again, uh, they they just shot the free throw to win. All they needed was one point. They didn't need a I, buzzer beater. There was yeah. no timer. They just shot a free throw. I guess it one. definitely takes away. I mean, I'm all for, uh, like, memory and respecting Kobe Bryant. But it definitely seems like a, a different sort of angle, a, a different like type of anticipation, I guess. Uh, and I don't, again, I don't know how I feel about ending it on a free throw. That just kind of seems like the whole stadium's just sitting there waiting for this guy to. I mean, hey, hey, drain. On the bright side, yeah, everybody had a chance to get their phones out to record it on time. Cause that is fair. Don't you go to sports <laughs> games? Like, true. Thinking about the Snapchat. Free throw. Exactly. Free throw. Oh I'm, goodness. <laughs> I'm about to get the the point on this. I'm about to get the recording, and then you're whipping it out, and like they don't even score, and then you put away your phone, and then the next play, like they make the big grandiose yeah. shot or goal or whatever sport you're watching, you're just like, dang. So in terms of Snapchat story productivity, yeah, you know what? <laughs> and you finally got a buzzer beater on your phone. There you yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> it's much easier than that. <laughs> <laughs> Save that one to your memories. Anyway, so uh, transitioning now a little bit, All-Star Weekend, we had some contests. If you remember last week, we made some predictions. Uh, if I remember correctly, Jake, do you, I, I predicted Zach Levine to win the three-point shootout. Do you, Jake, do you remember? I remember, who you pre- I think I had Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. And Chris, uh, you know, we, we had uh, a plethora of uh, three-point specialists to choose from uh, for this contest. I went with Levine. Jake went with Booker. Neither of them won. Uh, I'll say uh, my, my favorite NBA player, Levine, didn't do as well as Jake's pick, Devin Booker, um, because he actually lost, interestingly enough, to Buddy Love. Buddy, that's who Skyler, Buddy Love. I believe that's who Skyler had, right? On Valentine's Day, yeah, you know, Buddy keeping Love. up with the spirit. Yeah, uh, exactly. Buddy Heald, hailing from the Bahamas, came away with a three-point shootout crown. Congrats to him. But again, we, we spoke about some scandal in this All-Star weekend. You know, First with that free throw, mm-hmm. moving on to another robbery. Aaron Gordon, my my pick, <laughs> my pick to win the I slam dunk saw contest. This and I don't even follow the NBA. Everybody was talking about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> he. I'll tell you, he jumped over a player who was seven six, Taco Fall, mm-hmm. and he still didn't win the dunk contest. <laughs> he had a one of the best dunks I've ever seen. It was like a reverse mm-hmm. windmill. Oh my god! One handed. Um, off the side of the, the glass to himself to catch it for a, one, the a one-handed over. windmill dunk. I mean, you need to watch this. I, I, I'm not even going to help you by describing this. Sounds like a, like a feat of just human power. See, I here's the deal. That. I heard about this robbery, and then I kept seeing on the headlines that it wasn't Dwayne Wade, one of the judges, and he him, he, what is it, oh, he gave a drama. 9? So he gave him a 9 instead of a 10 on that dunk. He wasn't the only judge to do it, but I will tell you, uh, and this is my personal belief, mm. I believe Dwayne Wade was biased because the winner happened to be a Miami Heat player, mm. and Wade, while he's bounced around teams in his later 
in his later career mm-hmm. um, was, you know, obviously a stalwart uh, for the, the Miami Heat. Look and at that. WVBR FM Sports getting the in-depth scoop. Ooh, We're really we digging deep. We did say we'd give you the hot takes. We're really digging deep on the scandal. I don't think this is a hot NBA. take, but, you know, Wade, <laughs> he, he was – he had that one, you know. He was thinking about. It. He already picked the the winner before the, the competition even started. And Derek Jones Jr. Listen, congrats to him, but I firmly believe that Aaron Gordon won that dunk contest. I'm I'm glad to see that you're passionate about that, Mike. That was uh, that was something to watch. Not gonna lie. Yeah, another. You know, let's let's talk less about the All Star game, but uh, some on a positive <laughs> note, whether you like it or not, uh, you hate to see someone injured. Kevin Durant, KD. Uh, it was a video posted of him earlier in the week, uh, recovering from his Achilles injury, traumatic injury. Let me tell you, ACLs, Achilles uh, doesn't get much worse than that. Um, but he was looking good, shooting some three balls. That's good to hear. Um, in other news, Andre Drummond was complaining um, about his situation in Cleveland versus Detroit. Great, great for Drummond. Um, <laughs> really a great center. We could use him on the Knicks, my favorite team. But nonetheless, he's not happy where he is right now. I don't know if he'll be happier on the Knicks. <laughs> well, to the be- best for everybody there. Uh, I think we're going to transition a little bit into some baseball. Uh, we talked. We've talked a lot about what's been going on this offseason with the Astros being cheaters, and we said we'd keep you guys updated. At this point, the punishment's happened, and now we're just kind of getting everybody's players players around the league's reaction. And one reaction kind of stuck out with me the most. Uh, we, we've seen reactions from players all over the league, but Aaron Judge, Mike, a fellow, a fellow Yankee fan over here, Aaron Judge. My hero. Exactly, exactly. So Judge, in 2017, Judge finished second, in the MVP race to Jose Altuve, who was an Astro. He is an Astro. And 2017 is the year that the Astros were found to be cheating. Can I quote you? You can quote me. Filthy cheaters. Filthy cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. No, you you know what's funny is I'm actually from LA and I'm a huge Dodgers fan, and you guys seem more oh, outraged yeah. about this than, than me. Here's the deal, though. I, I think I've gotten over my, my rage, mm-hmm. you know? I, you know, I don't expect that the you know the titles are going to be awarded back to the Dodgers. If anything, I think the best title we can give them is the Houston Asterix. The Houston, you know? I, I ordered that shirt. I would buy that shirt. If I somebody wants to make a recommendation, send it over to sports at WVBR.com. <laughs> um, but in any case, I know that. Mm-hmm. And then also, I just know that every stadium that they're going to play this season, they're yeah, just going to get booed out of the building. It's going to be a rough, rough season for the Astros. And deservedly at least somewhat uh a lot of players have already said how they're really disappointed and a bunch of dodgers have said aaron judge has said how he lost a lot of respect for those guys he took down his post back from 2017 where he congratulated altuve on winning the mvp so a lot of players around the league especially yankees and dodgers players who really felt like you know dealt with these astros in big postseason postseason games postseason series yeah, a lot of players are really upset. Some, you know, I would not be surprised if a pitcher on that mound during the regular season just gets really upset. And yeah, the ball slips decides, right out of his yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, accidentally yeah. almost hits him in the head. Well, the MLB and Rob Manfred, the commissioner, have already said they're trying to take steps to deal with this because they know it's it's a risk. So, I mean. I think, honestly, they should just ban them from playing the entire season. Like, suspend them a whole entire season. You, yeah. you can't play. I there's There's been talks about how obviously the commissioner's punishment did not seem to be strong enough and that that is a take that i've heard i i mean i definitely think that postseason appearances from them should just be out of the question yeah I, considering how 
how they've gotten to the postseason in the past, how they performed in the postseason in the past is now factually known to be through cheating. You know, what's interesting to me is like in any sport, in any case, whenever there's a huge cheating scandal or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, the punishments, they definitely never seem like, you know, they're they're enough. Yeah. Like, whether it's a huge hefty fine, maybe suspended for a handful of games. If it's mm-hmm. a specific player, maybe I, mean, I haven't heard in recent memory a whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll do like maybe closed doors, like, you know, no fans can be in yeah. the arena or the stadium. Um, but I definitely that's the one crazy thing about sports is like you never see them officially say you have to close your entire doors like your entire operations for for a whole season, season or something huge and major like that i mean questionably am i asking is this an opportunity to do that i mean maybe definitely um but i feel like if that something like that were to happen it would be from something like this yeah exactly like what wh- what is going to be the limit i mean in the olympics whenever you're caught cheating or, or you're taking yeah, you doping your like, there, yeah. yeah like they'll strip your medals for example mm-hmm. you know um, so it's really interesting to see how, how the professional leagues react to all of this. And I understand it's a business. It's all a business at the end of the day. To fans, mm-hmm. we see this as entertainment. To many, many other people, this is just business. It's and all about um, the cash. It is. So um, sometimes you just got to hit people where it actually hurts. It's got to be more than just a tweet. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Um, especially if like these are people that uh, have a mutual respect amongst each other and you lose that respect. Uh, I know that certainly you know hurts in a type of way. Yeah, that would – especially as a Yankees fan who really just – is really upset and, and can empathize with with Aaron Judge on this. He was cheated out of an MVP in his rookie season, which is you don't see that in no. a decade. So, uh, but maybe we'll move into a little bit of a happier note here. Maybe we should get into our signature jock jam of the week. So, Jake, boys, what do you got for us? Yeah, what do we got? So, I have a song that I really enjoy. It's called "Go All the Way" by the Raspberries. Let's hear it. Let's do it. Welcome back to Big Red Banter. I'm Christopher pretending to be Skyler for the day. I'm joined alongside <laughs> Mike and Jake as well. Uh, gentlemen, we're still continuing with a little bit on the pro pers- professional sports world. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about NASCAR. Jake, what do we got? Yeah, so uh, recently there was a really shocking event that happened in the Daytona 500. Uh, Ryan Newman was in the lead in the last lap of the race, and he uh, he was in a really, really violent crash. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and was hops- hospitalized really very quickly um take him took him to halifax medical center and down in daytona beach florida and uh that was that was on monday and we just found out pretty recently that he is doing okay uh it was a scary scary scene Mm -hmm. this crash was as violent as they come really and uh it's good to hear that he's doing better uh he was released from the hospital after suffering some very serious injuries in that fiery crash uh he was seen in a tweet, uh, like he was walking his two dollar, his two daughters, and his uh, his wife was there. So he was mm-hmm. with his family, and I'm glad to hear that he's doing okay and that his family's with him. God bless, yeah. Glad to hear that Ryan's doing okay. Yeah, yeah definitely wishing him a speedy recovery. Exactly. I guess we should transition into a little bit more uh, soccer. Football, exactly. gentlemen. Football. Yeah, I was in London over the summer. I can call it football. You were in London over the summer? <laughs> I was. I picked up a, l- a little bit of uh, – I played a little bit of pickup footy uh, with the lads. Oh, uh, yeah? With oh, the lads. Wait, wait, I actually want to know. So what's your uh, what's your goal count? My goal count from, <laughs> from the pickup games um, – Sunday league? It was less than 10. It was the Sunday um, beer league. <laughs> it, was, it was once a week for three weeks. Um it was about, I would say, six, six or seven goals. Um, but 
I almost hey. scored. I almost scored this cheeky volley. So it was against left. the Englishman. Cheeky volley. Yeah. English. Well, I was at this international program, so Englishmen, Brazilians, uh, a couple Russians, Japanese, and Italian. Oh, we're all there playing some footy. Uh, love the sport. I want to kick the ball around yeah. in London. Oh, I just want to say, I have. You're not the only one here with a European goal count. I actually have one Ooh. over in uh, France. I think it was over in the uh, the 16th the district. Yeah, thank you. We had a chance to. Uh, it, it was, um, I think, a nonprofit organization uh, of these kids, um, and, and we just ultimately had pickup soccer and played with them, and uh, they were really, really good, like absolutely insane. And you know, I was very fortunate that I was kind of playing a little bit in between um, midfield and forward so fortunately i didn't have to do a lot of the defending against these kids like aren't you oh. a goalie usually i usually see i, I referee uh yeah. and i usually see chris and net as a goalkeeper well, i'm a, during I'm the a fall. goalkeeper striker so that everybody knows that there's very few of us that exist in the world i am multi-talented gentlemen i mean hey here aren't i here hosting you with you guys you, you kind of you're kind of like that goalie who scores those free kicks and comes up as a senny no <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you know 90th minute stoppage time got to pull up to the front uh, but in any case, I do have one goal out in France. Uh, very proud of that because nobody impressive. can take it away. Yeah, but in any case, but let's talk about some pro soccer. Yeah, yeah, a lot of European action actually. Actually, yeah, yeah action actually. <laughs> Mike, what do we got? Yeah, so going back to London and my time there, I, I got to see my North favorite team. London. My favorite team, Arsenal FC, yeah. got back to winning ways um, under new manager Mikel Arteta. Four nil win for them against Newcastle past weekend, um, and now they have. Um, I believe Everton, Everton this weekend up, yeah. uh, in the Prem. And speaking of Everton, did you guys hear the news about their biggest rivals, uh, Liverpool? Liverpool? Liverpool. They're what? Last I checked, they were like twelve to fifteen points ahead of everybody else in the league, uh, and they're also, I believe, a game behind because they had a, a delayed game against like West Ham or something like that. So they. Again, this might be outdated. I haven't checked the standings in about a week. No, they're they're running away with first place, yeah. Chris. But did you see you know, in the Prem? I'm talking about Liverpool. But what about in the Champions League? Did you see what happened with Liverpool this past week? Uh, I didn't. I'm actually I've been in the dark. Please inform me. What did well, I miss? Fourteen game unbeaten streak. Oh, I did hear about came this. to a yeah. close. Oh wait, Uh-oh. what? Atletico yeah. Madrid snaps it yeah, in the Champions like the League. Fourth place team in La Liga, the Spanish mm. league, takes away like the clear winner of the Premier League. Chris, let me ask you, what league do you? think it's more competitive obviously i I, i'm gonna be biased and tell you that the prem is much more exciting to watch but do you think la liga is is better than the premier league no unfortunately i think the premier league definitely does hold a much more upper hand in terms of uh entertainment and and competitiveness uh compared to la liga um i you know because if you track la liga really it's just a handful of teams that are always at the top i mean you can make the same argument for the premier league but Mm -hmm. i think there's definitely a lot more pride and a lot more excitement and certainly a lot more uncertainty for those especially for those uh mid-table teams to Mm -hmm. to really pull that shocking win but i think in this case we just saw it was la liga mid-table team able to pop forward and ultimately defeat liverpool yeah that i mean i used to follow a lot back in like 2015 age and i remember like in like the 2016 season liverpool was like a middle of the pack kind of club in yeah uh, in british premier and now they're clear favorites so uh, you can definitely see some mobility there it is disappointing to hear that the reds uh, lost a pretty big win streak to uh, 
a La Liga team that is not exactly the most competitive in La Liga. Still up there. Four, top four is pretty competitive. Look, but. we're just bragging about it because we don't – well, I don't like Liverpool. We're just saying <laughs> Liverpool lost. Take the L. But to be honest, they're, they're going to come back. They're going to win the championship uh, for at the very least Premier League champions. Yeah. You know, They're, they're going to make a good they, run. Will they be returning Champions League, European Champions League uh, winners title? Will they take the title? Well, they take the returning title. We'll see. They got to get uh, out of these L's for now. But uh, <laughs> transitioning to L's, more L's. Uh, Paris Saint Germain, the powerhouse French club, oh, took a yeah. big L um, in Champions League play. Chris, did you hear about this at the hands of who? Bro, I don't even know. I'm telling you, Dortmund, man. I'm right? one of the most uninformed. Oh, is that the note that we have here? Was it Dortmund? It was Dortmund and a young man by the name of Erling Holland. That nine, name I do know. That guy's a 19, legend. 19 years old. So my age. Our yeah. age. Probably <laughs> younger than us, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Norwegian prodigy. Oh, my goodness. Scoring both goals for Borussia Dortmund, the German club, and their 2-1 win over PSG and a player you might have heard of, Neymar. If you've heard of Neymar, I don't know. It seems like a small market name. I don't know if I've ever. You know, I've heard that guy has a PhD in theatrics. (laughs) I've heard the same. I can tell you as a referee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But in any case, this 19 year old, this kid, just popping. He actually has more goals in the Champions League right now than Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Wow. That's. (laughs) You know what? Cheers to him. Second youngest player to score 10. UEFA Champions League goals. Wow. And he's fast, the fastest player to reach double digits in UCL history, I'm reading. That is insane. Oh, my God. And he's, insane. He's, imagine being a star of the international stage of the international sport at our age. What could have been Mike Seitz, two ACLs, <laughs> two ACL surgeries later. Oh, still, oh, well. Still thinking about it to this day. Yes, sir. As I said last week, money, uh, management is where the money's at anyway, Mike. So you'll, you're, you're you going to go. do great, my man. Well, in any case, uh, any other Champions League news? Not for well, me. Well, I mean, we did, oh, have, yeah, we we did uh, have one team. Naughty, naughty. There is one team that is actually not allowed back in the Champions League for two more years. And that team is the the big money team, Pep Guardiola's Manchester City. Um, so I, I read up on this very briefly. I'll tell you this. Yeah. According to uh, BBC, the first uh, initial headline that comes saying Manchester United have received a two-year ban from Manchester European City. Manchester City. Sorry, yeah. sorry. You're good. You're United good. Are, all, are also terrible. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. both of them. Get them. You know what? Here's the deal. I'm a huge Man United fan. I wouldn't even be surprised if they got hit with this ban as well, just for how bad the season. <laughs> Isn't Pogba planning on leaving or something like that? Yeah, well, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> sorry, I'm correcting myself then. So Manchester City have received a two-year ban from European football for breaching UEFA's financial fair play rules. So. So from what I heard is that like their owner tried to uh, give money to the wrong people. I guess it was like he tried to give money through the their Etihad sponsorship. Uh, he so he funded part of the Etihad sponsorship, which violates the the fair play rule, and because it basically allow it's basically the owner like giving more money to the club than he's legally allowed to do. Mm-hmm. At least from what I can see. So uh, that's a pretty big punishment, especially because um, Sergio Aguero, when he re-signed, I think like a year or two ago, he was like, I'll stay here at Manchester City as long as it takes to win a uh, Champions League title. And uh, minimum, you're going to have to wait another two years, bub. So I, that's that's upsetting to hear for Man City fans, but I think for the rest of the Premier League, that's uh, some pretty big news. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, as I already exposed myself, I am a Man United fan. Yeah. So your, anything against Man City is awesome. Yeah. Your, but your derby rival going down. Exactly, but it's not like we weren't already down there. Man, <laughs> Man United, please, please, come on. Chris, speaking of uh, your teams, uh, I usually see you with an LAF- LAFC scarf. Uh, yeah. Anything going on there in the MLS? Los Angeles Football Club, and that is a great transition. Uh, so, la- <laughs> so I should say uh, earlier this week, the CONCACAF Champions League. So that's Champions League just here over in North America, mm-hmm. uh, Central America, and the Caribbeans, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it was LAFC going over to Guanajuato, Mexico. To go face Leon, ultimately, uh, LAFC did face the defeat 1-0. Um, and pretty much from what I was uh, listening to on the commentators, it was on TUDN, which was um, under the Univision uh, sports brand. Basically, the entire game, they were like, oh, here's Carlos Vela, here's Carlos Vela, here's Carlos Vela. And I'm just like, guys, great. I love Vela just as much, but there's a whole entire team on the pitch um, it was very unfortunate, though. You know, as much as I want to say it was my personal opinion, it didn't seem like, uh, the, you know, the 11 that were playing on the pitch at the same time uh, were all in, in a cohesive fashion. You could definitely see some uh, guys were getting a little bit tired, and Leon was just able to capitalize on a lot of things. There was also a lot of poor giveaways in the back, and um, the game could have ended in a much more larger goal differential. Uh, so definitely not the LAFC that we remember seeing last MLS season. Um, one note that I did think is really important is that uh, Leon, they play in Liga MX, uh, that's in Mexico. They're already mid-season. I think they've already had like six games uh, this season, so they know what their what their, who their starting eleven are and how they function. Yeah. Uh, LAFC and the entire Major League Soccer MLS league, uh, they're just about to begin their season. So uh, even though LAFC did take a, a few more uh, pre games to try to get ready, you can certainly tell that Bob Bradley is uh, trying to find his uh, starting eleven and really mm-hmm. trying to shift some players around. Uh, traditionally, though, M- cemented his squad. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Not for this year. There was a lot of you know transfers, uh, a lot of players that were ultimately uh, brought in taken out um, but in any case you know definitely LAFC is going to be a great team for the MLS season it's just right now for the CONCACAF Champions League uh, they need to pick up the pace and get ready for that second leg which I believe is going to be uh, February 27th and that'll be at Bank of California speaking a little bit about MLS being back as I said typically the season goes from March right around until late November or early December um, it is finally coming back with the first game actually being on the 29th we're not too far away from it. It's going to be DC United in Colorado, and that game's going to be 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you also have a couple of games going on in the Montreal, New England, Houston, LA Galaxy, San Jose, Toronto FC. Just pretty much all the teams in the league are going to be playing. Um, it's going to be a great time. Probably one or two are going to be sitting out for the bye just for the uneven teams. But mm. this is, again, me just glancing very quickly on the MLS uh, website. And yes, I am a huge LAFC fan, but... Um, there are going to be a lot of exciting players. Personally, for me, uh, Javier El Chicharito Hernandez is going to be with the LA Galaxy. Adolfo Pizarro is going to be with Inter Miami. Which I is, saw uh, that. Great signing for great Inter Miami. Great signing. And that is uh, David Beckham's team, if anybody's interested in knowing about that. But did you hear, though, there's apparently a, a little uh, legal dispute with the, the rights to the name Inter. Inter Miami versus Inter Milan. Inter Nazio. You know? yeah. I actually didn't oh, hear that one. Interesting. I didn't hear about that. Interesting. The colors are certainly different. I mean, Inter Miami mm-hmm. has a nice little pink shade actually. I actually think it's a very nice yeah, color for being like Miami. blue, gold, and yeah. black, right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but in any case, uh, hopefully in the first uh, game for LAFC is going to actually be Inter-Miami. Inter so I think it's going to be a great time. 
Uh, I wrote down really quickly Chris's plea look. And we were talking a little bit about this. I do <laughs> like the Premier come League. On, yeah, come on. <laughs> Guys, let me be real here. Major League Soccer, for all of you that have those predisposed opinions and saying that, you know, MLS isn't terrible, that U.S. soccer stinks. Look, there's nobody louder, uh, you know, in the television room cheering against the U.S. when it's USA versus Mexico. <laughs> but I do actually really appreciate Major League Soccer. I think it's a very diverse league. I think... Um, there are a lot, many more uh, great, fantastic players and fantastic teams, more than just, you know, the LA Galaxy or Kansas City. Um, so many great, amazing players and amazing teams, and they're expanding. So I definitely recommend everybody finding your team. Go support, and soccer is a really beautiful sport, and the U.S. is certainly going to get to that uh, large international stage along with Europe. Beautiful game has come to America, and you better hop on that train. You know what else is an American game? What? Football. <laughs> Let's transition from football to football, shall we? Yeah. All right. So we have the XFL by Vincent Kennedy McMahon up at the top of all of this shenanigans. Um, Mike, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, you missed this last week, but uh, <laughs> myself, Skylar, and Jake were talking about drafting a little petition to get an XFL team in Ithaca. Oh, I heard. Yeah. I heard. I heard. Yeah. As soon as my knee heals up. But anyway, with the XFL <laughs> more broadly, uh, they actually had around 2 million people tuning into their, their Fox uh, broadcast. Those uh, are some pretty nice numbers. Those yeah. are nice numbers, but you got to understand, that was actually a drop from what it was previous weekend. It was, I believe, really? a 36% drop. So um, yeah, the, on the ESPN opening, there was a pretty. Hype this was on Fox, down. I believe. Yeah, okay. on uh, on on ESPN numbers were relatively in the same range. I only know this because this actually made wrestling headlines. When you got Vincent Kennedy McMahon attached to this uh, whole project, people are going to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, but in any case, yeah, viewership was a little Mike's bit down. Childhood role model over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one, one of the many. Right? <laughs> but you know what's funny is the attendance at these games actually uh, was a little bit up, a little bit sturdy actually. So okay. you know, definitely people are enjoying the live experience. Yeah. Um, Mike, you have written here P.J. Walker. Yeah, that's something else that's up. P.J. Walker, his, his stock is mm-hmm. booming. This mm. guy, <laughs> in in this week two win, 20 out of 31 plat- passes completed for 170 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Came away with the win as well. This guy, he's a human highlight reel. Oh, I right. would not be surprised. In the near future, if we have some NFL teams look, look at, at him. Guy. Yeah. Is he a younger guy? He's a younger guy, and he's a dynamic quarterback. Yeah. He likes to move around, and he can throw the ball as Interesting. well. Interesting. Talking about how the XFL might serve as a decent feeder program for the NFL. You mentioned that the Steelers are looking into possibly looking at some XFL players. So, possibly. Yeah, we, are, we, already have, we already have one name in the XFL to look out for, and I bet you the NFL has an eye on P.J. Walker as well. Definitely. Awesome. Um, awesome. But in any case, I challenge everyone to go check out the F- XFL. I'm going to try to watch a game this weekend, assuming that you know they do have games this weekend. Because um, I haven't watched it yet. I only know about the joke that it was back in the early 2000s. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I, you, from what people are saying is that it's actually not bad this time. And some of the roles that XFL has implemented, they might be thinking about the NFL and implementing into some of those. Uh, speaking of which, though, we got a little bit of craziness in the NFL yeah, uh, yeah. What do we got going on, Chris? I don't know if you heard, Jake. I don't know if you heard. I haven't, but Mr. Greg Robinson, not to be confused with Craig Robinson, the comedian, mm. Hot Tub Time Machine, great movie, very, <laughs> very, very funny guy, Craig. But Greg was actually clowning around this oh, this past week. Do tell, do tell. This guy, ah, poor Greg, man. He he was in, I think, Mexico, I believe, coming over the border, and he got charged with possession of marijuana. Um, not good for his stock. Um, he'll probably need to, to 
you know, be ousted from the NFL if this gets serious enough. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he plays for the Browns, apparently. Okay. Um, and, you know, this just reminds me of, you know, players' stock going down uh, due to drug use. Uh, mm. If you remember, Laramie Tunsil had the infamous gas mask video released uh, shortly before the draft um, that really, you know, negatively impacted him. And, you know, I don't know, for what? As Bob Mettery says, zapped. You know, mm. what, are, what are they trying to do? Get zapped? I don't know. They're zapped. So... Uh, not not so good uh, news for that. Uh, I missed the other things. Um, some scandals with some NFL players. Always hate to see it. Yeah, but anyway, transitioning from the NFL because uh, that's really all I had this week right. uh, on a bad note, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I do like Craig Robinson. He's a good guy. Craig, right. check him out. Funny comedian. All right. <laughs> Big weekend ahead. For anybody follows the fight game. Tyson. I, yeah, I mean, take it away, Mike. I have yet to. I was gonna <laughs> no, say. We don't. We don't I mean, I, I was gonna say Tyson. You're like looking around, like guys. I'm like, I'm sorry, but do, do you know Tyson? <laughs> I'm not talking about Mike Tyson this weekend. I'm talking about Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Those two, are familiar names. I will give you that. Two heavyweight behemoths going at it this weekend, Chris Morales. This is gonna be a spectacular, big money fight. Last time out, you had a back-and-forth bout. Mm -hmm. Tyson Fury hitting Deontay Wilder with combos. Wilder looking for a big, big shot. He's called the Bronze Bomber. He's got a huge right hand that will knock anybody out if it connects right. You know what? I went into karate when I was young, like seven. This is exactly how I imagined all of this. Now that you're bringing it all up and... Heavily describing with great adjectives what we should be expecting <laughs> in this fight. Let me tell you, you're going to expect. Have you ever seen Rocky? Which is I one have, of my, of course, I've seen one of my Rocky. favorite movies uh, uh, and which you know, one? movie series, exactly series, series go, yeah. of all time. Um, but you know, Rocky, he gets knocked down, and what happens? Mick, up. get up, get up, Rock, yeah. get up. And I'll tell you, in this first fight, you had Wilder and Fury going at it. Wilder actually knocked down Fury. He looked like he was out cold. His head hit the canvas. He was laid out. Everybody thought the fight was over. And then there was that rocky moment. And Tyson Fury, this 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 Brit, he just he just got up. He just cue eye of the tiger. He just rose <laughs> up, and it was it was spectacular rise from just being knocked down. Cinematic to, moment. I'll, I'll have you. I'll tell you in the in the twelfth round, twelve to twelve round, and this guy was knocked out, and he somehow got up, mm. and the fight was a draw, and it was one of the best fights I've ever seen. I highly encourage wow, both big, of you. Some big expectations going into this next this, one. Here. This is going to be pay per view. Big money fight. Yeah. I'm gonna you watch it. We have Feb break here at Cornell back at home uh, with the fam. There you go. But it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. All right, I'm excited to watch predictions. Predictions. I know I know you guys don't really follow the fight game, but well, give me yours Tyson first. Fu- Tyson. I'm gonna or, say Tyson yeah. Fury. Um, he's just a really fun guy to watch. Uh, great p- personality. Really big personality. He likes to talk a lot. Likes to dance to the ring a little bit. A little taunt here and there. Um, but I wouldn't discount Wilder for one second. All it takes, as I said before, for the Bronze Bomber is one punch, and then Fury could be on the canvas again. Well, I've just learned their names officially, but I kind of want to go with Wilder just because play a little devil's advocate here. Sorry to take that option from you, Chris. No, that's perfectly fine. I got mine. For, <laughs> I got I got a reason why for Fury. But All right. On. No, I mean, I, you have a more of a reason. I would love to hear it. Okay. Well, you know what? If you Google... Tyson Fury, WWE, he has Woo-hoo. stepped into the squared circle before. 
And Tyson Fury defeated Braun Strowman at WWE Crown Jewel. Uh, ultimately, just Braun Strowman, uh, as one of my favorite uh, wrestling uh, correspondents says, uh, big beefy boys just going <laughs> at it. And uh, you know what? Tyson Fury walked away with a W. And in this case, if he can do it in WWE, he can certainly do it anywhere else. All right, that, that's a legit. <laughs> I mean, you have legitimate analysis and, and I mean, logical. I mean, he beat arguments. him out of a count out by a count out. That's how he won the fight. But you know what? A W is a W. Yeah, doesn't matter how you write it in the book. It's in the book. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's all I've had to say about. Yeah. This anything fight else coming up? Yeah. Anything else, you guys? Should we? I mean, What's going I on in your, in your, in your lives? Feb, Feb break well, coming up. I want to know what Chris and uh, Jake are doing in traditional Skyler Skyler fashion. Oh, I, yeah. He's, to he's, get really deep. Yeah. I, I can't even pronounce his name anymore. He's just so long gone. Yeah, Skyler. Skyler. Oh, well, in, in traditional Skyler theory, uh, I'll go along. I'll share what I'm going to – not going to do much over February break. I think I'm just going to go home. Home is uh, around the Binghamton area, so like I think I can get home in under 45 minutes. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to get my hair cut. I don't know. I know I know the viewers cannot uh, actually see, but I, I, I have I have some longer hair. Uh, but I'm trying to I'm trying to get ready for the summer. Trying to look professional for some some sales jobs I'm looking at over the summer. So uh, I'm gonna get a clean cut. That'll be that'll be the highlight of my break. Maybe I go down to the city, see some family down in New York. But uh, it might just be a weekend of me sitting at home watching some TV. A weekend to myself. I gonna watch I, the I, XFL. I yeah, watch the XFL. Watch. Yeah. Oh, and the fight. Yeah, of exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to be here on campus. Uh, definitely going to go watch uh, both of the Cornell women's uh, ice hockey games, uh, especially because not only I think the team is really great, and I'm proud that WVBR has been supporting them in the last year, uh, but really some of those uh, players are just some of my friends. You know, just want to be there, make sure to support them. So, you know, definitely rooting for them, and hopefully drive, they'll go far in the playoff up. season. I should drive up on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Highly recommend. Or, you know what? The game streams live on ESPN+. Plus. Um, that is not also an endorsement for them. That is a fact. Um <laughs> So I highly recommend if you have the subscription. I mean, you can check it out. That's what I did while I was over winter break and had a couple of games. Uh, but in any case, really, it's going to be a nice, quiet one. Going to definitely take a couple of days off. Otherwise, just relax from work. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Mike? Mike, would you like to share? I'm just watching that Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight right. and seeing the family back home in Long Island. Cool. The L.I. All right. Well, I guess, gentlemen, as the official general manager of WVBR, at least for a uh, little bit more time here, uh, I officially unfire Skyler so <laughs> he can be back for the next episode. Although we appreciate you unfiring Skyler so he can be <laughs> here next week. I personally would like to give you a big thank you for coming in on pretty short notice and doing this show with us, being a part. Loved having you here. Thank you so much, Chris. We, we owe thank you, you Chris. Thank appreciate you, it, gentlemen. Definitely. As long as this show keeps running before I'm gone. I'll be happy. All right. Or I should say after I'm gone, not before I'm gone. <laughs> If it's before I'm gone, then, you know, that's the end of it. In any case, this has been Big Red Banter. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Nice You're listening in. to WVBR. WVBR-FM, Ithaca.